You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome listeners to episode 22 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, well, I'm very well. I had a lovely weekend celebrating my father's birthday. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yeah, you mentioned, yeah. yeah. I know. He was 80 not out, so he's doing oh, very well. Good and I am very pleased to say that we did manage to take in a little bit of football. Now, it wasn't Tool Station Western League football we were watching. Mm-hmm. That may well change this week. We can probably go into that later in the podcast. But uh, now on, on Saturday morning, I was watching the North East Hants Youth League under 11s Delphian Spring Division. What do you think okay. of that? Easier said than um, done, yeah. Very much so. Blimey. Very much so indeed. Yeah, it was Hook United Tigers against Heart Youth Comets. And I was watching my cousin's son play. Um, his yeah. name is um, Rudy Welton. And with a name like that, of course. One day, if he's very lucky, he'll go on to play for Welton Rovers. He's got to. Bringing it back to the Western League. But I can, interestingly enough, at that level, it's non-competitive. So um, uh, we, don't keep a, we don't keep a record of, um, of, uh, of the results. But I can tell you that there was only one goal in the game and Rudy scored it. Whatever that means. But anyway, I was happy. My dad was even happier. So a good time was had by all. Now, And talking about a good time being had by all, I know that obviously we, we um, have the benefit of your wisdom on the Western League every week. But uh, your other great love in life is American football. Oh, yes. And uh, it was quite an important weekend in the uh, in the American football calendar, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday or Sunday evening, uh, there was the championship games, which is, well, the equivalent of the, the semi-finals. So, yeah, <clears throat> we've now got our Super Bowl lineup set. It's, uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, which is, uh, yeah, good offensive team. So they score a lot of points, sort of attractive to watch. Like uh, I'm sure there's plenty of Western League sides that can probably claim to be the the Chiefs of the 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 Western League, and then we've got the Fran- San Francisco 49ers they'll be taking on, uh, who are uh, yeah run it quite a lot and yeah it was a very good defensive team, so it's been interesting uh, clash of styles. But that's yeah a couple of weeks away now, so yeah countdown to the Super Bowl definitely on. So it's quite literally. A case of the irresistible force mm. meets the immovable object. That's definitely the the major matchup, I think, going into yeah um, the first weekend of, of February. Yeah, that's that's what the build-up will be centered around. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it uh, seeing how it pans out. And who, uh, who who's your money on? Who do you think is oh. going to be uh, successful? I know I've put you on the spot there, but there are lots of thousands, literally thousands of people around the west of England <laughs> who are hovering over their betting slips as, uh. Uh, as we as we record this. I think going well as of last evening, I think the uh, the Chiefs, uh, Kansas City, were one point favourites going in. Well, in the early early betting lines, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a fifty fifty. I think I would, I'd I'd like to see the Chiefs do it if. Yeah, they're a bit younger and, and stuff like that. So I think I'll go for the Chiefs. Chiefs, there you go. Please bet responsibly. <laughs> anyway, don't worry, listeners. We're not here to talk about American no, football because that would not. be ridiculous on the Tool Station Wrestling Podcast. But we are here to talk about the matches that took place on 
Saturday, the 18th of January, my dad's birthday. And, um, well, I'm really pleased to say, before we get into the nuts and bolts of, of, the, of the action, I'm really pleased to say that there were some really good gates across both the Premier Division and the First Division uh, on, uh, on Saturday. And we are going to start our coverage um, at Chipping Sodbury Town, where the visitors were Exmouth. Yeah, and Exmouth uh, continued to, to roll on. Um, a 15th league win of the season. They are very much in touch with uh, the, the top two uh, in the Premier Division. Uh, another win, as I say, and it was Jordan Harris. He's their leading leading goal scorer so far this season, uh, and he, he put them ahead. Uh, Exmouth at the break, uh, pretty good, pretty good goal from him by all accounts. Uh, yeah, putting them into a 1-0 lead uh, at the interval, uh, and then yeah, and second half they pushed on and and and. Claiming the 3-0 win, Aaron Denny and Jimmy Hines uh, adding goals after half-time. And it's Exmouth um, who, yeah, claim the 3-0 win. As you say, a, a free for G8 for Chicken Subbury. So uh, a good day good day for them, but uh, not on the field, unfortunately. And it's Exmouth who take home the three points. Well, another free figure gate at Hallen, where the visitors were cleaved in town. And uh, this, I mean, I don't know whether in the great psyche of Western League football, this is a local derby. Of course, Hallen and Cleveland aren't separated by a million miles, it'd be fair to say. Uh, mm. But it was a tight affair, Tom. It really was, yeah. Obviously, two teams that were, yeah, separated by only a couple of points. Uh, well, well, they were level on points, in fact, coming into this one, sorry. Uh, level on 39 points coming into it, and it's Hallen. Uh, who take home uh, take home the three points to move up to up to fifth in the table? A 2-1 win uh, over Cleveland, but it was a it was a tight affair, uh, and the game was yeah preceded by a, a minute silence uh, in memory of Darren Button, Dave Keynes, and I know we send our, our warmest regards to to Hallen and everyone uh, with that club at the at the moment. It's been a bit of a tough time, but on the field they're doing doing extremely well, and they made a, a, an excellent start to the game on on Saturday. Aaron Anglin firing them into a, a second-minute lead. Uh, Clevedon did manage to, to fight back and, and gain a gain a level, uh, gain a leveler just on just on the cusp of half-time uh, through Zach Drew uh, from the penalty spot. Uh, but Hallen hit back almost instantly. So uh, yeah, a, a busy busy end to the first half, and it was uh, Hallen uh, going 2-1 ahead. Aaron Robbins, uh, and that ended up being the winner. Uh, so it was Hallen who continued their uh, their winning run. I think that's four in a row for them now. A 2-1 win over Clevedon. Now, our next game saw a total of six goals, so plenty for the uh, 114 to watch here at Canesham Town. Um, and uh, although it was a good win for um, Canesham, Bridport still showing signs that they're um, they're fighting for their lives in the league. Yeah, a little bit of uh, yeah, a, a spark has yeah seemed to seem to come for for Bridport at the moment. They're not doing too badly, um, and uh, definitely yeah, definitely starting to score a fair few goals. I think they're taking on some of the top sides at the moment and. Um, but they are they are getting on that score sheet and yeah fingers crossed for them they can they can start to pull away from the bottom bottom sides but they did fall to a, a 4-2 defeat at Kenshin on the weekend Kenshin getting their first win of of 2020 uh, in the process uh, two goals um, from uh, Matt Brown and Matt Long uh, put them 2-0 up at the break uh, but then Bridport managed to to fight back uh, they were level uh, midway through the second half uh, after Will Gape and then Lewis Clark managed to draw them level uh, but then it was uh, Brown and Long both striking again in the final 10 minutes so uh, a pair of pair of doubles uh, for, for Brown and Long uh, the two mats uh, eventually giving Kenshin a 4-2 win over, over Bridport 
Now, our final game in the Premier Division that we're reviewing on this week's podcast, Sea Street, take on Shepton Mallet. Now, of course, we talked on last week's podcast about the fantastic result that Shepton Mallet had away at Bridgewater. Bridgewater, of course, who've got fantastically large crowds at home. Well, the biggest crowd of the weekend was at Street, where Shepton Mallet were once again the visitors, which would suggest that the travelling Shepton Mallet army is sizeable, and they would have gone home very happy here, as they will have seen their side win comprehensively in yeah, some set. absolutely. They completely ran away of it in the second half, this one. A bit of a bit of a local derby, and uh, yeah, another another win for, 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 for Shepton Mallet. 5-0 uh, ended up in the end, uh, and it was only 1-0 at the interval. It was Jack Fillingham uh, he won a penalty uh, and then dusted himself down uh, before converting. So that was 10 minutes before half-time uh, to put the put the visitors ahead. So obviously Street's still very much in the game at that that stage. But uh, Nathan Legg then put it beyond them pretty much. Two goals in the space of three minutes uh, to extend uh, Mallet's lead to three. Uh, and then, yeah, it was Aaron Sevier. And then another goal for Fillingham. If he's back, among, back, back, back amongst the goals and back in form, uh, Shepton will be a, a, tough, uh, yeah, a tough out at the moment. So a 5-0 win for them. Uh, away at street. Now, it's been quite a while since we heard from Shepton Mallon manager Craig Loxton, so I thought this was a great opportunity to get back in touch with him. Five wins in the last six for the Somerset side. So, I started off by talking to Craig about the fantastic form that his side have started their Premier Division campaign in, in 2020. We've been on a great run, um, sort of around the Christmas period and carried on through the, through the new year. You know, it's good at the moment we're scoring a lot of goals keeping it um, keeping it tight at the back and it's a, it's a good confident camp we've got at the moment uh, You're up to fourth in the league are you confident you can keep that up? I think so yeah obviously we've got we've got tough games to come we've still got to play a few of the teams obviously ahead of us in the league but as I just said we're, we're confident at the moment we're sort of gelling well as a unit and we've got a, a strongest squad as I think we've ever had at the, at the club and everyone's competing for the places really well I think it's pushing each other Pushing each other on uh, really well in the games, and hopefully we can sort of maintain this form for as long as we can. If you are able to maintain the excellent form you're on, if you look at the the quality um, and the, the the strength of the sides above you, realistically thinking, do you think that they can be caught, or do you do you think that there is a sort of there are leagues within leagues? Are we looking at teams at the top of the the Western Premier Division that are sort of a class above the rest? Possibly. I, I look at the, obviously the teams that are above us, and they are. Um, I think obviously Bradford and Plymouth have got a couple of games in hand on us. So if, if they if they win those, which you probably expect them to do, with with obviously the, the form and the way that they've been playing, um, you know it probably stretches the gap probably a little bit too far for us to probably catch up. But but saying that, you know we all know what this league's like, and it's it's tough games every week. So and we still got to play both of them. And you know I wouldn't rule out obviously Exmouth or Tavistock even because obviously they've got a lot of games in hand, and they're the sort of uh, teams that are going to be pushing. Pushing obviously Bradford and Plymouth all the way, and, and like I say, we're we're in there and, and we're trying to win every game as we can, and we'll just see where that takes us, really. Now we'll come to Tavistock in a minute, but um, when you think about your good form at the moment, and um, regardless of sort of where we are in the league um, at the turn of the um, at the turn of the year, it must give you great confidence that the project that you're undertaking at Shepton Mallet is going in the right direction. What do you think you can achieve? You know, looking looking ahead for your for your club, we spoke in the summer. Obviously, the whole team changed. We added uh, John Durham into the into the management team. That was obviously progression for us then, because we needed to sort of tap into a, a, another area and sort of entice some players to come down to us. Because 
is a small area where we are and it is difficult sometimes to attract players because we haven't got uh, the big budgets so we can't really you know offer the finances that other teams can so but we always had a plan of look we're, we're sort of a consistent sort of middle top 10 team and now we want to see be consistently sort of top eight top six and we've sort of been there sort of all season we've had we've had one blip really and Actually, that came after I spoke to you on the podcast last time. So hopefully, that doesn't that doesn't happen again. We're just going on this momentum, you know. What I mean, the lads now they're all familiar with each other. Us as a management three, we're we're familiar with them, and we know how we're working. And we probably learned from from the start of the season and that little blip of probably what we were doing. We probably done a little things wrong with regarding to sort of changing the team maybe too much and and, and not sticking with players, um, you know, when they're in and out of form and. Like I said, we've kind of got the, the mix and the blend right at the moment, and we never know where it might take us. But obviously, moving forward, we want to we want to cement that, that that place as you know as a top eight, top six team, sort of year in year out. Like that's what we're striving for, and you know we're doing that at the moment. Where people might say we're punching above our weight, which which we which we probably are, but you know we are a good team, and I think people know that now when they when they when they come up against us, they know that they're in for a game, and you know the results don't lie. At the end of the day, we're there. We want to be there and, you know, we want to keep striving for more. Now, let's talk about Saturday. This is the second time this season that you've put five past Street and that's no way to denigrate your, your Somerset neighbours because, in fairness to them, um, they've surprised a fair few sides this season, haven't they? I mean, how, how have, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Saturday's game? Yeah, we knew going into it it'd be a tough game. We've actually watched Street uh, more than any team this season. Obviously, already played them twice. Um, beating them twice um, but they were kind of similar to us as in they, they had a, a whole new team sort of come in in the summer obviously they changed managers and then obviously manager again sort of midway through this season but they're, they're a young fit group with some really sort of talented players they've got a few I think they're probably lacking in experience and we knew that we know we're quite a physical team and we've, we're some big lads and um, we knew as we sort of got, got around them and got into them and I think you know it would be our game and that's sort of sort of how it panned out really and, and it was a pretty neat, tight, close first half. And then the second half, you know, we sort of, we played really well. We played some good football. And every time we got for, uh, went forward, we looked like scoring. I think we just sort of, we were too much for them in the end. And, but they're a good team, you know. I think this season we'll spend them, them really well for next year. And as long as they keep that core, that core together, it will be difficult. Because I can imagine there's going to be a few clubs now looking at their better players, thinking, can I have them? And that's just sort of the nature of the game at the moment. We're all sort of, you know, we're all in that same position when you've got clubs, um, one of your better players, but they are, um, but they are, they are a good team. But we're just sort of happy to sort of have local bragging rights at the moment. Now you got Roman Glass on Saturday, then it's Canesham. Both sides are below you in the league, but neither of those games will be easy, will they? No, they won't. No, we we got beat by Roman Glass earlier on the season up, up there on the 4G, and it was a it was a tough game. They've got they've got some good players. They've got some experienced players at this level, and, and even above, they've got you know some, some strikers that score a lot of goals. Um, and we know now that every game is going to be a tough game. We've probably put ourselves in a position where teams are, uh, you know, see us as a, you know, as a as a decent team in the league and probably look to raise their games. But you know, we've got to be able to deal with that now and you know, that pressure that we put on ourselves to, you know, consistently perform week in week out. And it's the same with with, with they, they they came up last year and I think they they've done okay really. Like you know, for for a new team in the league, obviously they've got that that 4G surface as well so we've got to then go there and play on that but you know at, at the moment you know 
we're going into games confident and I'm, and I'm sure that we can um, get some positive results there. Well, so after those games against Roman Glass and Kenshin, on February the 1st, you've got Tavistock. And of course, as you know from our previous conversations on the podcast, Craig, I do love talking to you about Tavistock. In fact, the t- by the time you play them in the league um, on February the 1st, your games against Tavistock will account for 15% of all of the games that you've played this season. So, all joking aside, they are one of the sides that are competing with you at the top of the Premier Division table. Familiarity breeds contempt. How important is it for you to finally get a good result against that side this season? Yeah, it is important to us. You know, we've spoken to uh, about it already, obviously, at our club. And, you know, the results that we've had against them, especially the last one, I think we lost 4-0 at home. And we were sort of in that in that bad period that I spoke about earlier. But I think we're, we're a different team now to what we were back then. We're, we're a lot more solid and... Obviously, a free flow would score a lot of goals, and there's a lot more confidence throughout the team. We're going down there confident. Obviously, we've got a few games. Obviously, before that, obviously, you know, we've got to take Carroll, Carroll first. But but um, it's going to be a good game. I think they they like playing against us as well because obviously they've done well and they've they seen to score a few goals against us as well. But you know, we want to kind of get that um, get that off our backs. The fact that we haven't you know haven't done well against them obviously the last few games, and um, obviously sort of see the back of them really till. Uh, next season. Now a lot of the games in the Western League of course have been affected by the weather as they always are but um, you aren't one of the clubs that have been affected more than others so when you look at your um, your groundsman what magic does he weave or is it just a little bit of luck? No I don't think it's luck to be honest obviously Rodney who's the chairman he um He's out there normally every day, most days. He, he loves it. It's his, it's his pride and joy. And to be fair, we've probably got one of the best pitches in the league. Obviously, you can tell that obviously by the by the amount of the, of cancellations that we don't have really. And it's you know it probably needs to be said we have got a reserve team as well that that play on that when we are and when we are away on some Saturdays as well. So for him to sort of get the pitch ready, obviously for them, and then then for us probably um, in the week sort of after that any detriment to how well, how well he does but it's been like that for um, well since ever I've been at the club really you know, they, they do take they do take good care of it and there's there's a few of them behind the scenes that all go out there and muck in and this it's one of the best pitches in the league you know we love playing at home and I think a lot of teams like coming to us as well because it is, it is a great pitch and a, a, a great club to play well, you like playing at home, you like playing away. You've had a couple of fantastic results in the last couple of weeks. We've talked about them on the podcast. Obviously, you were away at Street and won. You were away at Bridgewater and won. One of the common factors with both of those matches were that they were huge crowds in the Western League. And the fact that you were one of the sides playing, I think, didn't go unnoticed. So there's a, a, that, that's a huge compliment, not only to the amount of support that there is for Shepton Mallet, but also the amount of travelling support that you enjoy when you go away from home. Yeah, that's right. I think this season we've, we've got the attendances up a little bit, obviously, at home. And we've always had a, a sort of decent following. You know, we got a lot of loyal fans, and, and, and you know they they support the club well. And I think sort of maybe people are starting to take notice of us a little bit more, which is a good thing because it means we're sort of doing something right on the pitch, and, and people in the area are uh, are getting behind us. And you know, I say to the, our, our lads, the games, you know, those games you want to be involved in games with those those big crowds, and obviously strive for more. You know, and this is you know it, it creates good atmosphere at Bridgewater last week. It was probably one of our best wins of the season because you know I think there was over 300 there and um, we were 1-0 down at half time came back to win um, 
win 2-1 and you could tell at the end how much it meant not only to us but to the supporters and, and the committee that all went down travelling you know because it was a it was a great win it was a great win for us and we obviously followed that up with, with a lot of fans going down the street um, on Saturday so, so yeah it's a, sort of good times at the moment If you're thinking Toolstation I know they'll save me money but do they have all the top brands you know DeWalt Makita Einhell Stanley Myra Kudox Nest and Santex yeah they do over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, moving on to the first division, and our first featured game is Carn uh, Town. They were at home to Portishead and another three figure attendance, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh... 105 there at uh, Bremhill View to see Khan claim uh, three points. Uh, 2-1 win over Porter's Head, so uh, an important win for them, obviously, uh, in second place at the moment. And uh, it was a fast start uh, for the home side in this one. They were 2-0 uh, up after uh, about 15 minutes. Um, it was Joe Broadbank putting them ahead. Uh, and then, yeah, eight minutes later, uh, Aaron Witchell uh, crossing. Uh, and that was headed home by Stuart Windsor, who's obviously having another good season in front of goal. So Khan 2-0 up. Uh, Porter's head did manage to, yeah, uh, get get back on, back into the game. Mitch Osmond uh, pulling a goal back for them midway through the second half. Uh, the captain uh, pr- producing an acrobatic finish, uh, but uh, unfortunately they fell to fell to another defeat. So I think that's five on the bounce for them now. But uh, calm, very much uh, in the remaining in the winners' circle. A two-one win over Porter's head for them. Our next featured game in the first division involves Lebec United against Wales City. Now, no game in the Western League on Saturday featured more goals, but equally, given everything that we've said about the great attendances we had on Saturday, no match had fewer fans, which is disappointing. But anybody who was at this game, and particularly if you're a Wales fan, would have gone home very, very happy, Tom. Yeah, I think we can uh, definitely term this game as dramatic. There's plenty, plenty going on. Uh, Wells eventually running out 7-1 winners, but there was a yeah an awful lot of late goals uh, to to prop up the the score, shall we say? Uh, it was pretty yeah it was pretty tight during the first half, uh, but uh, yeah shot to life in about the 30 just after the uh, the half hour. Uh, Tom Hill stroking home a penalty uh, to put Wells in front, uh, and then Lebec pretty much uh, yeah fell apart a little bit, uh, reduced to 10 men uh, soon after, uh, with Wells then uh, adding a second for Alex Cam. The uh, Beck's keeper was then dismissed uh, after handling the ball just outside the area. Uh, this was all in the build-up to half-time. But then, incredibly, uh, they managed to uh, the nine men managed to go down the other end and uh, yeah, score to to reduce the deficit. So they only trailed two-one at the break, despite being uh, down to down to nine. Uh, but then, obviously, Wales, uh, yeah, capitalised on, on on another red card. So Lebec down to, to to eight midway through the second half. And, uh, yeah, from now, I don't think Wales looked back. Uh, 20 minutes, uh, the final 20 minutes, that was. Uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a procession. Alex Cam completing his hat-trick. He scored twice in the, the final few minutes. And he also provided a, a couple of assists for Charlie Crook and Craig Herod as well. So, uh, yeah, fantastic afternoon for Alex Cam. I think he's probably the, the star of the show for, for Wales. And, uh, yeah, claiming a, a 7-1 win over Lebec. 
regular listeners, of course, will remember Nathan Truckle, who we've spoken to on the podcast many times, the Wells City, the Wells City Joint Manager. Well, he's one half of the double act, but this week we get to speak to the other half. It is Tom Clifford-Jones. And um, I started off by talking to Tom about the performance against Lebeck on Saturday and asked him, in his perspective, was the scoreline representative of how the game actually turned out? It was a good performance in the end. Um, very professional in quite strange circumstances, really. Um, we started well. Um, the bet were a really good side. Um, and if it wasn't for our keeper, our young keeper, he made three excellent saves in early in the first half. Um, it probably could have been quite a different story. Um, and he actually got the man a match award. So it probably doesn't suggest what a quite a close game it was um, obviously Lebeck had a few players sent off uh, which sort of changed changed the game we were very ruthless to be fair we, um, we sort of probably had like 10 chances and scored sort of 7 of them um, so that was very pleasing um, but it was just a really good away of performance which is the main thing it's been a funny start to the year for you you had an excellent win against Sherbourne um, but you could only manage a draw against Portishead we have drawn probably more than we wanted to, to be honest. Um, it's been a little bit disappointing. I think that's, it's 10 unbeaten in the league now, um, which is very pleasing. But at the same time, like you said, we've dropped a few a few points with some silly draws. Um, but like we said to the lads, that I heard a lot of managers say the same thing on the, on the podcast. Um, there is no easy games in the Western League. Um, so if we have a bad sort of half an hour, 20 minutes, we can get punished for it. Um, and again, Porter's head, they're a good side, um, and we probably, we sort of sat back, we, they went down to 10 men, um, we sat back and just invited them on, they're going to score, it was our own downfall really, and it is disappointing, um, but we didn't lose, which is the main thing, so uh, we, the run carries on. Well, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, that unbeaten run that you mentioned, that stretches back until um, till October. And, of course, you are currently up to up to third in the league. So things aren't going that bad for you, are they? No, it's very pleasing. Um, me and Nath, we said that we wanted to... Sort of the first target at the beginning of the season was improve on our 10th position from last season. Um, and then the next target was sort of get to sort of Christmas and New Year and... Uh, see where we are and if we're in the mix then brilliant and we're uh, we'll go again so yeah no very pleasing that we're sort of in the mix at sort of Christmas New Year to time but now we've got a sort of difficult little run next three games are very difficult so uh, we've sort of got Longwell tomorrow night Khan on Saturday and then Warminster away the following Saturday so uh, yes yeah, a big couple of weeks for the lads really yeah, we'll we'll come to those games coming up in a in a minute. But at the moment, you you are in a promotion place. So is that something that had entered you know the, your mind, Nathan's mind, the other joint manager, of course? Is the club, do you think, set up for promotion to the Premier Division? It is. Yeah. No. Um. Like I said, we in the summer we we brought sort of twelve twelve new signings in, um, and the quality we sort of brought in, we sort of said between ourselves, we thought. We had a good chance of sort of being in the top four. We wanted to give it time. Obviously, with all those new signings, it will take a little bit, a little bit of time to gel. Um, so yeah, no, we um, we are up there. Obviously, the league's so tight. There could be probably a sort of we're one of probably about eight teams that probably 
got a chance of being in that top four. So um, it is going to be hard. And um, it comes down to consistency. I know it sounds obvious. Um, last season, we were nowhere near consistent enough with team selections, etc. So this year, which is good, and me and Nate, one of the main reasons we sort of wanted to bring new players in is that we had a consistent side every week. We weren't having to make sort of four or five changes. Um, it makes a big difference, really. And this season, the lads have sort of been excellent, commitments bang on, and um, it has made a really big difference. Now, now, without wishing to make this sound like one of the million and one interviews you're currently hearing with Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, um, you've obviously got a long way to go before the end of the season and whether or not you secure promotion, I do understand that. But if you allow yourself to take a look at what the Premier Division this season looks like, let alone what it could look like next season with more teams from Devon and potentially Cornwall coming in... How does that challenge um, sit with you? I mean, do you what do you make of the gap if there is one? Maybe you don't feel that there is between the first and second f- between the Premier and the first division of the Western League. Yeah, there is. I think there is work to be done, obviously, to back out. I think, to be fair, in the, the first division, I think there probably is the top six to eight teams. I think they probably would be able to go up into the Premier Division and sort of hold their own. Um, but it is. A very difficult lead that Premier Division. Obviously, there is so many week in, week out. You're playing difficult, hard games, and it can take its toll. It's a lot different. So, I think we we are a lot of the lads we did sign in the summer have come down from the Premier Division or the Seven Leagues. So, I think we are probably well equipped. Um, so, I do think we could, could make the, the adjustment, but I'm not getting too carried away. We have got a We've still got another half of the season um, to actually earn the right to play in that Premier Division first. So, uh, yeah, that's the the key focus, really. We're not looking too far ahead. Well, um, you mentioned um, uh, just a, a moment ago the games that are coming up I- immediately for you. You've got Longwell Green and and then Khan, and uh, you mentioned how difficult those those opponents are going to be. Of course, they're currently first and second in the division. So, whichever way you look at it, whether you're competing for promotion or competing for the title, um, getting a positive result against those sides is going to be key. The most important thing, perhaps, though, is that you've got both of those games at home. So do you think that makes it even more important that you're able to get some sort of advantage over them when you when you get that chance to play them on home soil? It is important to win your home games, definitely. Um, we probably, probably play better away from home than we have at home this season, although our home record's not too bad. We seem to play better and we've, we've scored a lot more goals um, away from home. So um, I don't think going to make a massive difference to us performance-wise. Um, but like you said, you, you do need to sort of win your, win your home games. Um, we haven't played Longwell away yet either, so we've got to play them home and away. Um, we hope to use the, the advantage of the home, home advantage, but I'm not sure if it will have much of a, a bearing on things or not, to be honest. Well, one factor that I think is going to have a bearing come the final analysis is the amount of postponed matches that clubs have got to catch up with. Now, at the moment, your, um, uh, I don't think your um, postponements, you haven't had too many of them to, 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 to cope with or too many to fit in, um, to, to have to rearrange. So as well as taking our hats off to your groundsmen, 
Is there a secret to um, to the the you know the good form at the athletic ground, or you know, is it just a is it is it is it just down to luck in the end of the day? No, it's, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it is a massive credit to our, our two, two grounds and Pete Deverell and uh, Neil Shepherd, who probably not long ago, I think if you go back just before Christmas, we were I think we were two or three games behind a lot of the teams, and now where uh, just before Christmas around where a lot of postponements we were having. We managed to get a couple of games on where a lot of teams had them off. Um, I think it made a massive, massive difference, to be honest. If if we had them off and we continued to fall behind, um, I think it would have been a massive sort of challenge, a lot harder for us anyway. So, yeah, it's a, a massive credit to our groundsmen that we managed to get it on. And then there's a little bit of luck on Saturday where a lot of teams, well, I think there's three or four off on there, um, and we were away to Lebec, so we were playing on the 3 G surface. So... It was a little bit of a uh, blessing that we were away to Lebec this weekend where quite easily we could have had a game, game called off, um, which has kept us in touch with sort of the leading pack, really. Now, this is the first time, Tom, we've spoken on the podcast, and it's great to have you on, but uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about your footballing journey to the Wells dugout? Mainly, I've spent um, a lot of my time at Street, playing for Street in the Western League. Um, I played there for about 10 years, um, and then... I just decided to sort of play a bit more locally with my mates for a couple of seasons, and then the opportunity come come about to uh, go into management with Nath, um, a mate with Nath, I played football with Nath. So yeah, never jumped at the chance. Uh, that was the beginning of the last season. So at the first season last season, um, enjoyed it. Stressful, but enjoyed it. <laughs> and then um, this is the second season, so. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, it's not going too bad, and uh, hopefully it continues. And my thanks to Tom for his time. And our final game in the first division uh, featured. Well, it was the joint highest attendance in the first division. That tells. That gives you a clue to who we're going to feature. Of course, it had to be one of the, the one of the best supported sides in the Western League, Warminster Town. They were at home to high flying Longwell Green Sports. And, uh, well, frustratingly for the Warminster side, the Maltman's sketchy league form continues, Tom. Yeah, unfortunately for them, a 3-0 defeat. Um, Longwell Green, obviously, top of the league, uh, and the pressure was on them this week. Obviously, last week, I think I mentioned how uh, I think it was only one of the top half uh, had managed to, uh, to to win. But this week, it was there was only five matches that actually beat the weather, but uh, all five of those uh, went in favour of teams in, in the top top couple of positions so uh, yeah the top team is pulling away a little bit from the uh, the mid-table cluster and so yeah as I say important for Longwell Green to to be among the uh, those to, to bag three points and they did just that uh, goals from Liam Oswin uh, Connor Britton and Danny Carter he's having a really good season uh, yeah fired them to a 3-0 win over Warminster and they did actually have a red card during the game as well so Longwell Green doing well to to uh, to get that victory with 10 men that concludes our look at the football on Saturday, the 18th of January. We'll, we, we will now, of course, have a look at the, the week ahead. Some fantastic fixtures um, on particularly Wednesday, the, 20th, the 22nd of January, when, of course, the chances are 
Uh, you won't be listening to this podcast. If you are and you get the chance, I'm sure Bradford Town against Plymouth Parkway. The irresistible force against the immovable object um, takes place. Now, of course, earlier in the podcast, we did talk about what that meant in terms of American football. <laughs> um, but for this, uh, for this, we've got the meanest defence in the Western League, Bradford Town, taking on the highest goal scorer was Plymouth Parkway. That game kicking off at Trowbridge Road at 7.30. And I very much hope to be there myself to take that one on. We won't labour that point too much more. We will, however, look ahead to the fixtures on Saturday, the 25th of January. And looking in the Premier Division, Tom, which fixture catches your eye here? Ah, I'm not sure if it catches my eye as much, but it's a, it's an important one. Uh, Bridport, we mentioned earlier, a little, maybe, yeah, maybe a little spark. Uh, but they've yeah, got a really important home game against Oddown, who obviously are um, without, a, well, without a much much going on for them at the moment uh, losing pretty much every week so they have got a, a vital game uh, a huge game at the bottom uh, still only three points separating these two sides so Bridport in 19th odd down uh, bottom of the pile in 21st with Wellington sat in between them uh, so I mean if odd down can you know find something and, and gain in a way win that could give them the all important boost they need for the second half of their season uh, only three wins uh, for them so far so uh, yeah a big game for them uh, away at Bridport I think there's some massive games going across, going on across mm. the Western League on, on Saturday in the Premier Division. As always, it's very easy to look at sort of hometown advantage. There are some really fascinating encounters. Um, I think Canesham and Hallam will be a really competitive game. And it will be also interesting to see whether Westbury can take anything away at, you know, Bitten. Who, a Bitten side, of course, who've been pretty erratic in the league. But um, what about Exmouth Town against Bridgewater Town? Exmouth, of course, going very, very well in the league. We know how strong they are. But Bridgewater, on their day, forget the attendances that they get. Very, very competitive side. I think that's going to be a cracking game. And um, will tell us a lot, perhaps, about both sides. Um, even if it's not just for this season, it will be about how competitive they're likely to be for next. So, um, Exmouth Town against Bridgewater Town is my pick. Moving on to the first division, Tom, what's uh, what's tickled your fancy there? Yeah, so plumping for a... a... Two teams at the bottom in the Premier Division, but in the first, uh, definitely the opposite. Uh, we've got Wells City versus Carn, so that's obviously third uh, versus second. Wells, uh, high-scoring uh, victory, as we just discussed on, on Saturday. Uh, so they're, uh, yeah, definitely keeping keeping in touch with the uh, the, the top two. And Carn, uh, another win for them as well, but uh, a tough, well, extremely tough away trip for them uh, on Saturday afternoon, which will, which will tell us a lot about uh, both teams' credentials. Uh, in terms of uh, yeah promotion push, which has definitely got got to be on the cards for both at the moment. Well, you've gone for two of the front runners. Oh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the chasing pack because historically Ooh. that's where the that's where the value, if you like, has been, isn't it? In the first Absolutely. division, it's those sides that come from nowhere, and um, neither of these sides are necessarily coming from nowhere, but two sides, Radstock Town away at Corsham Town, Radstock desperately need to play some football matches because although points per game they're doing fantastically well this season they just have not been playing games they need to be playing games to maintain that lofty league position Corsham Town form has been in and out but they're still there or thereabouts we're we're now we're past the turn you know we're at that midpoint in the season if they can finish the final straight they've got Radstock at home this could be a really important three points for either side so I am um, that's where I think the value is going to be in the first division on Saturday uh, as we always do last week last week of course we did review the uh, goal scorers but we're going to have a quick look at the the league tables Tom and um, who's flying high in the Premier Division 
in the Premier Division. So yeah, quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of movement recently. But uh, Bradford and Plymouth seem to be switching spots uh, almost uh, yeah almost weekly. But it's Bradford who's at top at the moment. Uh, 19 games they've played, uh, 49 points. Uh, and then you've got Plymouth Parkway who've played one less. So uh, that explains that they've got 18 games played. Obviously didn't have a have a league fixture on the weekend. They've played. They've got 46 points. So they're three back from Bradford. Uh, Exmouth also uh, with a, a, a yeah uh, exactly the same uh, record as Parkway. They've played 18, won 15 of those, and they are on 46 points. So uh, the, the top three uh, all going absolute great guns. And then you've got a couple of teams played a few more games. Shepton and Hallam both played 21 fix, uh, fixtures, so a couple more than the top three, and they're both on 42 points. Uh, and then you've got Tavistock in, in sixth. Uh, they have played 18, so similar to the top. Top couple of sides and they're on 41 points. So that's uh, yeah, that's how the the tops looking in the Premier Division at the moment. I, I think I have a correction to make um, on my on, on some of my previous previously flam, flamboyant hyperbole. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was describing Bradford against Parkway as the as the be, as the, the meanest defence against the best attack. In fairness to Exmouth Town, they've only conceded 14 goals, oh. um, so they would be the meanest defence. Um, Bradford a second with with 18. Um, so uh, I correct myself there and give credit where it's due um, to the Exmouth, uh, to the Exmouth men. Looking down at the bottom of the table, then in 21st position, odd down. They've recently changed their manager, Nick Bieberstock, coming in there. It'll be very interesting to, to see whether he can weave his magic and move odd down away from the bottom of the table. Um, they've played 22 matches. They've got 10 points. Uh, also played 22 is Wellington, just at one point above odd down, and then Bridport. They've played 23 and are uh, uh, on 13 points and then chipping Sudbury I think looking up not down they've played 23 and they are on 16 points so 10 so 6 off the bottom moving on to the first division and who's leading the way we've got Longwell Green uh, they've played 20 uh, they've won 13 of those so they're on 42 points obviously it's uh, yeah still still extremely tight at the top so you've got Carl in second who's played 19 so one less than Longwell Green they're a point back on 41 uh, and then you've got Wales City, 19 games played. Uh, they're on 38 points, as are Sherbourne, uh, who are going great guns at the moment. They've played 20 matches. They're on 38, as I say. Uh, and then you've got Ashton and Backwell, also played 20. Lost only four games this season, which is, uh, yeah, among the best. Uh, and they're on 36 points. And then a couple of sides you've just mentioned uh, in the preview, uh, sitting sixth and seventh. Uh, you've got Bradstock. We've only played 16, so, yeah, plenty of games in hand, but they're... They will want to get those in at some point uh, in the not-too-distant future, so they'll have a big backlog. But they're on 34 points, so if they win a few of those, they're going to be they're going to be rising the ladder. And then you've also got Caution, 21 games played. They're on 33 points, so that's how the top seven are doing in the, uh, the, the first division. Bristol Telephone still propping the league up. They've um, played 19, they've got eight points. Four points ahead of them, Bishop Sutton. They've only played 18 games, they're on 12 points. And then Devizes Town, 19 played on 15 points. A four-point gap between them and Portishead and Almondsbury, who's sitting on 19 points. Um, so that's how the bottom of the first division looks. Tom, thank you very much for your time, Pleasure. as always. We have, of course, been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? So that is on the uh, Tool Station Western League website. Uh, there's a tab along the top that takes you to the uh, yeah the most recent uh, bulletin, uh, and you can download it as a PDF and Word format. It's also on the on the homepage about halfway down. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you very much for your time and all your Pleasure. hard work as always. And uh, well, you'll be listening to Tom and myself on next week's Tool Station. <laughs>